Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Fro. It's another digital citizen. And with me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, 360. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. We could make a lot of like, uh, woohoo! It's 300 and woohoo! 60. Woohoo! Woohoo's! It's a complete circle, 360. It's we've gone, mm -hmm. we've gone in a complete circle, right? Is that what that means? Yeah. So that means that uh, next week we will have episode one again. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works, right? That's numbers. That's how numbers yeah. work. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Because we gone a complete circle, the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> And I lift you up, and yeah, I show you to everybody. Right, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And the giraffes bows and things like that. Yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. what happens uh, when you hit 360 episodes of a podcast. People don't know that, but it's mm -hmm. uh, part of, when you sign up with Spotify, it's part of the rules. <laughs> Do you have to agree to? <laughs> You have to go to Africa. Right, I didn't you want to put on to a diaper, to... <laughs> but they made us do that, so. Uh, I'm glad that we don't have to do that. No, of. that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, just 40 more shows and we're 400. Yeah, right? And then we get, do uh, some tournaments that we usually do at the 100 meter, mm -hmm. 100 meter mark. Is that what it is? 100 meters? Three, 360, that means uh, 40 away from uh, 400. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Big milestone, I guess. Yeah. 20 is still a long ways away. I mean, that's 20 weeks, which is quite a while, so. No, 40. Oh, right, 40, sorry. Uh, forty weeks is forty weeks is almost a year uh, when you think about it. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, what a different uh, year makes. It's kind of funny because, as you know, I'm a sucker for shit uh, TV programs, um, and I I watched uh, uh, this week. I watched a new season of Say Yes to the Dress. And I find it kind of funny because they have to do everything like digitally instead of like uh, in the store. Okay. Because of COVID. So this wasn't from this year, obviously. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. It was from, from uh, 2020. 2000. Yeah, 2020. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 2021. But yeah, no, it's kind of interesting because I. I, I uh, my dad was talking about it to, to me, like, uh, oh, no, that was uh, who I was talking to. I was talking to a Jehovah's Witness friend of mine, and uh, they have now uh, been allowed f uh, f to go from door to door in Norway, and this is the first, mm, uh, sep uh, sep September 1st is the first month 
since the lockdown, they have uh, been allowed to go go from door to door. Okay. Uh, so that's over over two two and a half years almost, isn't it? Uh, well, it depends on when they actually stopped, or, or if they oh, were forced yeah. to stop, or how that worked. But yeah, something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that like a important part, like important rite of passage for young Mormon people? Like uh, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, Jehovah's Witness. Right. So it's, I guess yeah. it's probably not the same as Mormons, where it's like an actual rite of passage that you have to go through to like whatever become a man, quote unquote. Or is it the same right. with Jehovah's Witnesses? Uh, no, I I would I would say. It's more inclined in the Jehovah's Witness. Uh, in in the Mormons do it for two years and then they go home and never do it again. Uh, Jehovah's Witness are thought to do it their whole life. Oh, okay. That's a little yeah. more of a commitment, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but Mormons had a huge uh, down. Uh, uh, gradement in in missionary work during the corona, of course. Like every missionary was sent home. So that's probably a good idea. I mean, you don't need yes, li- like literal germ spreaders going around. Like, just... <laughs> remember that Jason Biggs TV show that came out like during the pandemic, where it was him like going to people's houses and doing a game show like in their house. Yes, and we were oh, like. That was... This seems like a idea. bad idea, and it's got to be <laughs> fake, because there's no way you can do this. Yeah, that, that's what that reminds me of a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, Actually, uh, why don't Mormons and Jehovah's Witness incorporate some kind of game show into when they go and meet people at their door? They probably get a lot more... Uh, if they were giving away cash, they'd probably get a lot more people responding, you know what I'm saying? $20 if you can... Uh, $20? Screw that. They have to let them in, you have to be like 1000 <laughs> you, you can at least okay. win 1000 It doesn't mean you're going to win 1000 but you have a chance to. You know what I mean? Okay. Recite uh, recite all the book uh, books of the Bible in chronological Right, that's order. the thing. Their their <laughs> questions would all be based on like the Bible or their, their teachings, right? <laughs> yes. Name the Bibles in chronological orders from the New to the Old Testament. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would have problems with that. I swear I was looking up something. Oh, because we're doing the new TV shows this week that are coming out from mm-hmm. the fall. I saw that yeah. there was a BYU TV. Is that a real thing? And that they were. Yes, Brigham Young, yeah. Bringing Young. Is Young it Young actually Young. a Brigham Young thing or is it like. By yourself, you or something, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it actually is owned by Brigham Young University. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, more Mormons, more, uh, the Mormon Church have uh, bought a lot of, of uh, like real estate uh, to to produce their own TV shows and things like that. Jehovah's Witness have actually been better uh, at that than uh, the Mormons have. Uh, so I, I think the Mormons are now understanding that they need to become more digital. Uh, Jehovah's Witness have been been digital since pretty early 2014, 15, would I say. This is interesting. How does BYU TV make money? Uh, 
at a hundred or at a, <laughs> I can tell you at a million dollars yeah. per show, it's a mighty big shoestring to try to raise that money somewhere. But BYU TV relies specifically on donors to keep the camera rolling, primarily mm. supporters of the Church of the Latter Day Saints, obviously. So of course, it's yeah. they they get mm, donations from the congregation. <laughs> That's how they run this television station. Well, yeah. that was well, that yeah. was a wrap. Did you hear what I just did there? I got bars, man. Bar, yeah, you're spitting bars about Mormons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, Joe's witness just moved out of uh, uh, the Watchtower thing in New York to their new facilities, and have have moved. Uh, they have even moved away from like you giving away. Uh, paper leaflets on the street and things like that, and gone to totally digital. I I find it I find it kind of strange because it's I think it would be easier to give people material uh, like through the post and things like that than like let them watch something on a tablet. But yeah, I, but the cost yeah. of having to produce that many like flyers oh, yeah, and yeah. things like like co oh, yes. cost wise it's probably saving them a lot cost of money wise, it's yeah. it's super smart right that's but what I, they're that's why they're doing it yeah but i'm not sure it's super smart if they want to spread it because it's easier to throw away a a, a link that you have been given than well if i get uh, something in the mail and it's just some random leaflet thing i'm throwing it that right away also i'm not looking at it and like paying attention to what it is you know, especially in this day and age. Even if it says uh, you're probably going to hell? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, probably, I, I wouldn't have seen it because I would have already thrown it away. I didn't read what it said, so it didn't matter. I just saw, oh, they sent me a random leaflet that I didn't ask for, so this is going into the trash. <laughs> But what if it had pictures of a lamb together with a lion? Come the on. only way I'm saving it if, is on the back. It's like <laughs> blank. Uh, if, if it was blank and had lines so you could like write a, a grocery <laughs> list on it, then I might save it just to write a grocery list, and then I'll throw it away in the store when I'm done shopping. Yeah. That's how I'm going to create a new religion. Right, All yeah. All leaflets will, will be, like, with a grocery list on the back. It just says, my grocery list, and it's just blank, yeah. <laughs> I would throw this away, but that's kind of handy. That's what people say when they... <laughs> okay, I will let them come in and have a talk with me about God. Since I'm getting this very, uh, and I'm also getting a pen. Oh gosh! What are the you chances so that BYU TV, like late at night, has like you know shopping network type things, but they're selling <laughs> Mormon Mormon stuff? stuff? Yeah, BYU yeah, sweatshirts like, and things. Yeah, <laughs> like blessed uh, T-shirts. Yeah, mm -hmm. and underwear. You know, blessed mm -hmm. underwear and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For nine ninety nine, <laughs> it just seems like that that would be a total thing that you would want to do on your network. I don't know though. <laughs> I just found that strange that uh, religion has its own network, but I guess Christians have like multiple networks, right? There's seven hundred. Oh yeah, uh, okay. and then there's a few others. So yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, no, the sects of, of Christianity, it's not that weird. I, I, I still remember when Scientology had their own, like, TV channel in the States. Oh, I don't remember that. Hmm, okay. I think they had, like, uh, I think it was early 2000s some, somewhere. Yeah, at least they had something in Norway uh, where they were showing, like, commercials for, for the Scientology church and things like that. Uh, like twenty four seven on on on. It seems uh, like it uh, still exists. The Scientology Network is. Oh, it does. Okay. Was created in two thousand eighteen, so not long ago. It says it's available on Directv, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV. So yeah. 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 Well, that means you have a new channel to watch. Look. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got uh, one of those uh, providers, so I guess I could watch that if I want. I I've never seen it like, uh, what's a good? I've never seen anybody uh, promote it, but uh, I'm guessing that you have to be in Scientology to know it exists. So, right, or a crazy lunatic like me, and <laughs> uh, that uh, as well. Okay, let's go into the news. Let's uh, stop talking about religion because I could go on and on and on and on about how stupid that is. But uh, what is uh, also stupid uh, is uh, new US weapons uh, for Ukraine moved beyond the war immediate needs. The US announced $3 billion in new military supplies for Ukraine. This includes what? weapons Ukraine hadn't received before, and some that officials say could take years to arrive. So that's the uh, interesting part to yeah. me there. Meaning, they're suggesting that this war is going to go on for years, right? That's what that means? Mm-hmm. Either that or they're going to be defending Ukraine for years to come? Like, has this become the new Afghanistan, the new Vietnam at this point now, or what do we think? I don't know. If this is going to keep going on for years, that means there's no end in sight for this conflict, right? Which means that the right. U.S. inevitably is saying we have no desire to come to the table and have talks or anything like that. We're mm. gonna, we're in this fight for years to come. So to me, that's what that says. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, how I interpret it. And I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a terrible, terrible, terrible... What, you saying Vietnam was a bad idea to do? <laughs> uh, Joe Biden on Wednesday announced that the U.S. biggest haul of weapons to Ukraine says that nearly $3 billion, uh, is designed for Ukraine to continue to defend itself over a long term. Like I said, the weapons include mm. air defense systems, radar artillery systems, some in involving equipment Ukraine had not before been given... Some of the experts told Insider that the U.S.'s desire to show long-term commitment to Ukraine and its faith that uh, this is due to the U.S.'s desire to show long-term commitment to Ukraine and its faith that it can keep fighting against Russia. Um, at the start, the Ukraine invasion, allies worried that Ukraine would quickly lose and have weapons uh, that the U.S. gave uh, end up in Russian hands. But as Ukraine has fight back, allies have increasingly gave Ukraine more advanced weapon systems. So, yep, yeah, it's a I, it's a proxy war, like we've been saying, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. It's so, it's so... I, 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 I just want this stupid, stupid, stupid fucking war to end. And uh, by doing this, it's providing more material for Putin to fight longer. That's what I don't understand. It's giving fuel to the fire, and I don't like it at all. It just signals that uh, there is no... Um, nobody is willing to, like, uh, negotiate in any way, obviously. Mm. And, like you said, you want... I think everybody wants this war to come to an end, uh, except the U.S. is saying... We're willing to ha we're willing to let this go on for years. Uh, yeah, we're 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 willing to do that at the literally uh, killing other people uh, in Ukraine and Russian people are dying. Not U.S. soldiers are dying. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Right. So yeah. yeah, we're sacrificing yeah. other countries' people for our wants and needs. It's, I think I've said this in the past, but that's the dirtiest part about a proxy war. Agree. Yeah, and uh, if a war will not kill us, a drought and uh, climate change will definitely kill us. Mm -hmm. uh, there was uh, uh, so Elon Musk kind of has been in Norway this week. Uh, he's been in a big energy crisis. Okay, uh, like thing. Uh, I read a thing I mean, about Tesla owners going on a hunger strike there of some type. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that due to him being there? Is that all connected? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he says that the world still needs oil and gas or civilization will crumble. Yeah, and, right uh, now, because we don't have the infrastructure. <laughs> yes. That's yes. like the dumbest thing to say ever. It's like, yes, that I know. that might I be know. true right now, but if we start working on it, you know what I mean? Uh, then we can fix that problem of it uh, collapsing society. But uh, he also was uh, uh, saying that he retained his warnings about the threat of population decline uh, to the human race. So there's uh, a lot of things. That he said that it was very, very... Overpopulation is the reason we're in the climate change problem we're in in the first place, so he's an idiot. He, he is an idiot. <laughs> and uh, to prove that, I mean, let's go to the most populated country in the world, China. China did issue its first drought emergency this year as scorching temperatures dry up the Yangtze River and put pressure on the power grid while the country ba battles record-breaking heat wave. Right, I as I understand, like, a lot of their power comes from dams, and so because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of water, it can't push the turbines that are creating the power in the dams, and so obviously now their the power uh, the power grid is going down. The, like, factories are shutting down because they don't have enough power to run them. Um, Authorities issued a national yellow alert on Thursday after China's central and southern provinces endured weeks of extreme heat, with temperatures in cities surpassing 40 degrees Celsius or 104 degrees Fahrenheit, um, and that's for weeks on end. And uh, what I read is it didn't get down below like 95 at night, like um, right Fahrenheit. So even there's like no time where it's like really bearable. Uh, 
Yeah, it's and a then they pretty use crazy. More electric, uh, then they use more electricity to keep their uh, like rooms and, and things like that cold, and then that again like makes more energy crisis. It's 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 so like uh, I heard I heard the world's most stupid person on Norwegian uh, radio this week. Mm-hmm. He said that. Uh, to uh, he 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 thought the climate change thing was a big hoop, hoopla, and he said that all we can do is just buy like <laughs> uh, fans and 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 uh, dehumidifiers and things like that, and the solution is like yeah, put things that make the the rooms in Norwegian homes colder. <laughs> that was his solution. Yeah, that's not gonna work really. <laughs> The heat wave has disrupted crop growth, threatened livestock, and has promoted industries to shut down to conserve power for homes. Uh, In Sushan province, which has 94 million people, it ordered all factories this week to be shut down for six days in an effort to ease power shortages in that region. The shutdown came after reservoir levels declined uh, and the demand for air conditioning spiked, like you said. Uh, This puts into another perspective like we already have because of the ukraine um invasion and us completely shutting the world off from russia like oil supplies and the grain and everything and a lot of different supplies coming out of those regions that we're not able to get anymore uh oil prices have gone up food prices have gone up this is going to add to that uh because china is a huge exporter of lots of different things um and those all all those things are going to be affected by this as well. So it's just adding to a whole other like a whole other economic uh, problem for the world on top of the obvious uh, global warming issue that we're seeing here. And did you see what was going on mm. in what um, Pakistan is like massive flo- no. flooding in Pakistan, right? Which is literally yeah. right next to China. So in China it's a drought, mm. and in Pakistan, which is like. It, uh, relative to the world is basically almost right next door um, massive flooding so it's like totally opposites of each other which is very global mm. warming like yeah and, and that's like what people don't understand it's like climate change is so much more than just like hot and cold uh, it, there, there, there is a drought problem Especially now that Russia has closed every like export export of of energy, there is this energy crisis in in Europe uh, that now Norway has to uh, give out a lot of energy. It doesn't actually have energy enough for its own people, so it's creating prices like. In Norway, it's like 600% more expensive using electricity now in July. And uh, that's 600% more expensive. Hmm. That is yeah, that is like, that is wild. Yeah, and then I'm just reading here, vegetable prices spike in uh, flood hit Pakistan as food crisis looms. So, uh, yeah, another place where... Uh, any exports coming out of there are going to be uh, stalled for a while. Um, the world economy is 
because of global warming going to shit, and that's causing all these other... Con- obviously, mm-hmm. all countries are going to be affected by that um, that issue, because it's a world issue. It, it right? reminds me of R.A.M. that sang, it's the end of the world as we know it. It kind of is, and, and nobody... Mm-hmm. like And people are... It, that... Um, not get out. Uh, don't look up. Was that what it was last year? Sorry, don't look up. It was the movie with uh, DiCaprio and the asteroid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it was like yeah, so but it was really a- actually like talking about climate change and other issues yeah, really, that we're really good. Yeah. facing now, and like how people uh, don't look up. Yeah, how people like kind of cognizantly deny their own, you know, the, nobody wants to admit that we're all going to die, right? So people just go on to get along and just ignore that that's happening. Well, well if you're Jared Kushner, <laughs> you're not going to die. <laughs> Did you see this? Uh, so what are, are we skipping forward that's... to that? Yes. Okay. Since we're to- talking about stupid people that think they are immortal. He says that uh, he's trying to keep in shape because he might become immortal. This is this this is he's he's the he's the poster person of what's wrong with this fucking world. He can be is immortal in like a hundred and thirty degree <laughs> summers. He'll be the only person. He, he'll just be like miserable and like ho- like can't. miserable, alone, and hot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like knee deep in water because all the gl- uh, the glaciers have all melted and he's there's nowhere le- left to stand because it's like water world with Kevin Costner at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Kushner, former president Donald Trump's son-in-law, said during a live stream this week that he was keeping trim in an event that a medical science allows him to live forever. During this, Kushner <laughs> said that he had made it a priority to exercise more after leaving the White House. I think there's a good, this is a quote, I think there's a good probability that my generation is hopefully, with the advances in science, is either the first to live forever or the last that's going to die, he said. So we need to keep ourselves in pretty good shape. When you have time to, like, work out after you're immortal... Forever young, right? I want to be forever young. <laughs> An unnamed source close to Kushner said the comments were in jest, uh, so he was joking. I don't know what kind of joke no, that is. No, he wasn't. But he doesn't seem like a guy who has a great sense of humor, so I can actually no. believe it might have been a joke because <laughs> because I don't know. Can you imagine his robotic, like horrible sense of humor that he probably has? Yeah. I, uh, I, he's not the guy I would like to go uh, take a, a cup of coffee with to say it that way. Uh, neither would I do it with his father-in-law. Uh, uh, Trump mixed up top-secret documents with magazines and other items. What kind of magazines do you think it was? <laughs> I don't know. Who gets magazines anymore? I don't know. Maybe it was like uh, Hustler. <laughs> Do they even make Hustler, that magazine anymore? Playboy. I don't know. Playboy's spin- just... <laughs> Playboy is only online now. They don't do okay. Playboy magazines anymore, right? That's what I remember. So I wonder if Hustler did the same. Because like, like we said with the 
Mormon stuff. They don't want to have to produce right. all this paper. It costs way more money than just doing it online. Uh, mm. Yeah, it says 14 of the 15 boxes recovered from Donald Trump's Florida state earlier this year contain classified documents, many of them top secret, mixed with miscellaneous newspapers, magazines, and personal correspondence, according to the FBI affidavit released Friday. My guess is it's just magazines that, like, have Trump's face on the cover. Like, it's all, like, uh, memorabilia of, like, his time there or whatever. No space at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate was authorized for the storage of classified materials. Uh, the FBI's rationale for searching the property was probable cause to believe that the evidence was a, evidence of obstruction was to be found. Uh, a heavily redacted 32-page affidavit uh, came out this week offering mm. the most detailed description to date of the government's records of what was being stored at Mar-a-Lago after Trump left the White House. It also revealed the gravity of the government's concern about the documents uh, that were there illegally. So, <laughs> Okay. Cool. It, it says here the document makes clear how the haphazard retention of the documents that were top-secret government records and the apparent failure to safeguard them uh, despite the, uh, despite months of U.S. officials asking to, uh, this has exposed Trump to fresh legal peril as he lays the groundwork for another presidential run. So, hmm. yeah, well, at least from this, I think our theory that we had maybe not last week, maybe a week before of him just like throwing a bunch of shit in a box sounds yeah. pretty accurate. Sounds. As uh, pretty, yeah. And that would explain why they thought they had returned everything, is because they, I guess, just didn't... Like, if it's all mixed up and not filed correctly, how easy would it be to find? So then you'd be like, I, did we? I don't know, we must have. I don't know. It could have. I'm going to bet the $1,000 that I win from the Joe's Witness on their game show that he has never, ever looked into those documents after he moved them. Yeah, they were just, like, sitting some in some right. random closet or something, yeah. Right, yeah. So, even he didn't know what was what in those boxes. So, when they ask, do you have more? I'm sure he's saying no isn't actually a lie, but from his point of view, because he actually didn't know if there was sending more. Not that that is an excuse. I'm just stating, stating facts here. I mean, it he just... probably didn't know what... He just what, what, says what that he's an idiot and all the people around him are idiots, and that was what we said. He, yeah. Yes. It says that, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. The big thing was the affidavit coming out. It says the second half of the affidavit is almost entirely redacted, making it impossible to discern the scope of the investigation and where it all might be headed. So... We'll just have to see in the future as far as that, because, I mean, it was 30 pages, but I would say more. I saw it, it was on Yahoo, the whole thing, and it was really mm. easy to read because 30 pages, not long, and then you redact over half of that. That's less than 15 right. pages. Yeah. Uh, short update on Julian Assange. Uh, he has filed an appeal against the U.S. Uh, extradition. I'm not super surprised by this. I don't see uh, that he will get this uh, appeal. Well, the difference uh, between this and the previous appeals is that this is to the United Nations and not to uh, a London court or a UK court. So it's right. much higher 
uh, authority than just uh, the country of like Lund uh, or the country of the uh, of England, I guess, right? Or I guess it was the UK that's actually technically prosecuting him. And a lawyer right. for WikiLeaks publisher Julian Assange had filed an appeal against the his extradition as the UN. Uh, human rights chief lands in support of the case. Assange has been incited, uh, indicted on 17 espionage charges by the U.S. U.S. is the the legal team filed a perfect grounds of appeal in. Oh, this is the U.K. High Court against the U.S. and the U.K. Home Secretary uh, Parit Patel, who approved his his extradition in June. Assange's lawyers argue he is being prosecuted and punished for his political opinions. So I guess he still does have an appeal that he can do to uh, the UN, which I, I thought that, mm. that was, I, I thought he had already exhausted all of his UK options, but I guess yeah. this is the last I also one. Thought, yeah, I also thought that. Uh, yeah, that's what it's saying. This is to the UK, UK High Court. The High Court judges now will decide whether Julian is given the opportunity to be put to put the case in the US before open court and in full uh at the appeal, so. Hmm. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I, I doubt it will go through, and I think that's extremely sad. But I, I doubt it very much. It's all politics. Like the, at this point, none of this trial is. Uh, it's all a show trial. Now that we know that the government, uh, the U.S. government, was spying on his lawyers. Uh, and had all the information to go against him in trial, uh, had all of the lawyers' documents and stuff on Julian Assange. Mm. Th there was no fair court case. It was a kangaroo court to begin with. Like, there was no fair court case that he went up against to prove this extradition. So I don't consider that a, a legitimate uh, court ruling in my in my personal opinion. I mean, it doesn't count for anything, but... right. <laughs> uh, not only that, they tried to the U.S. tried to literally assassinate him, so that should be yeah. grounds right there for not allowing him to be extradited. But what are you gonna do? Uh, do you use can whipped cream on anything? Look, yeah, I, I like a good uh, waffle with some berries and whipped cream, Ooh, like a like a mixed berry, kind of a few different kinds of berries. Uh, did you make yourself a birthday cake today? No, I don't eat cake. I don't like cake. I'm a pie yeah. pie person. Pie person. Cheesecake is good, but is cheesecake cake technically? No. no. I'm gonna look that up. Let me look up. I I I don't think it. Uh, uh, I mean, it has the word cake in it. Yeah, but yeah. Is this like the, is hot dog a sandwich kind of? Right. Territory. <laughs> it's this. Yeah. Uh, sorry, cheesecake is not cake. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that's what uh, eater.com says. I would call it a pie. Um, Is it a pie, though? I would. I think it's more pie than it's cake. Uh, yeah, but a pie usually has, like, a crust on the outside. I guess a cheesecake can have a crust on the outside. Oh, usually I have doesn't. a cheesecake with crust, yeah. Usually a cheesecake just has crust on the bottom, not up the sides, you know what I mean? 
But uh, yeah, you should be happy that you're over 21 if you live in New York, because uh, then you wouldn't be able to buy whipped cream. Because you can get high of, of it if you didn't know that. <laughs> right. It's now illegal for anyone under 21 to buy canned whipped cream in New York. Uh, it's illegal for New Yorkers under age 21 to purchase whipped cream. The law, which went into effect November 2021, is meant to prevent teenagers from using canned whipped cream to inhale nitrous oxide uh, or whippets. Inhalants are invisible, volatile substances found in common household products that produce chemical vapors that can induce psychoactive mind-altering effects, said the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agent oh, Administration. Uh, approximately. But I have to yeah yeah I have to say you have to go through a lot of whipped cream to <laughs> get high. Then whippets like you, like it it you can do probably a couple whippets off a can of whipped cream I think and it's like it lasts like thirty seconds. Uh, right. That's about it. Doesn't last long at all. But but how much gas it is, is it? in a can according to how much cream there is in the can. Oh, once you use the gas, the cre you can't get the cream out anymore. Right. So it's then you just throw the thing away. It's just trash at that point. Yeah, so how do you know when you sniff and use this, then that cream, <laughs> cream will not come out? How do you get... Uh, how do you get the gas out of the can? can oh, you turn it upside cream? down. Oh yeah. Being a delinquent child, I know all the answers to this <laughs> these things. See? This is why you're my ghost because I wouldn't even think about that. Yeah. It's uh maybe it's more of an American thing, but I definitely heard about it all the time when I was a kid. Um I don't think I ever I don't remember doing it, but it doesn't mean I didn't do it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um I always remember people just saying whippets are dumb because they last 30 seconds and they kill, like, all your brain cells, so it's not really worth it mm. for 30 seconds of not even that much fun. So, I, I think, mm -hmm. I, I don't think, I think I always kind of stayed away from whippets and things, like, what were some of the other things I remember hearing? Uh, keyboard cleaner has the same kind of nitrous oxide or whatever in it. Now we're just teaching people how to do drugs in, on, on our podcast. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of silly they're making this 21 and cigarettes are still 18, but apparently right. in July they signed over, or no, last year in July they signed over from it being 18 to 21 for cigarettes and, and e-cigarettes also, so. Uh, I started I started smoking when I was 16, uh, cigarettes, and that was the year. They made it to 18 <laughs> to smoke cigarettes, so... I so got you're my like, girlfriend. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so I got my girlfriend that was, like, five years older than me to buy me cigarettes. <laughs> it's just, like, so silly. I had something similar but not similar <laughs> when I was 16 is when Beavis mm. and Butthead, the movie, came out, and it was rated R, and at that point, you could be 16 and go see a rated R movie, and they moved it up to 18 that month. And so I had to take my mom with me and my friend to go see Beavis and Butthead do America. I remember my mom sitting there being wow. like, so I think she was reading a book in the theater, which I don't know how that's possible because <laughs> it's dark, but... She was so bored. 
Uh, right, she did not want to be there at all. I remember her not wanting to be there. Yeah, my mom hated Beavis and Butthead also, but she, you know, she wanted me to be able to go. So, my mom's great. Uh, I would use whipped cream on on pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's a good use for whipped cream. It's one of the better uses. Yeah, yeah. any kind of pie could use some whipped cream usually. Uh, how big do you like your slices of of pumpkin pie? I'm not a huge pumpkin pie fan, so probably like a half of a normal slice is what I would have. Okay, I have never tasted it, so... You've never had pumpkin pie? No, I haven't had pumpkin pie spice latte either. Um, yeah, like, uh... When you get the the cans of pumpkin pie mix here, it's not actually p- mm. made of pumpkin. It's like some other totally different gourd, uh, uh, you know, type uh, substance. Uh, but, it, you know, pumpkin pie can be good. Some people like it more than others. Do you think the, uh, the man that uh, was in the giant uh, pumpkin made pumpkin pie of the inner side of that pumpkin he was paddling? Well, he had to have done it afterwards because you make it out of the, like the actual husk part, not like the centers. But and Baxter Man paddles thirty-eight miles in a pumpkin. Uh, Dwayne Hanson said his knees still hurt after he broke a pumpkin paddling world record. <laughs> yeah, yes, this actually exists. Uh, uh, gosh. America has a new endurance athlete, and his he's as gourd as it gets. Thank you, Guardian, for that. Um, mm-hmm. the Nebraska Thank man you. has set a new world record after paddling 38 miles down a river in a huge hollowed out pumpkin that he grew himself. This is the time <laughs> of year you would have like pumpkins, So that makes sense. Photo show this on social media show Hanson crouching inside a giant squash, which weighed 846 pounds. According to his Facebook posts, officials, uh, said Hanson set down the miss. Oh, the Missouri river around 7:30 AM and completed his journey just after 6.30 p.m., so 11 hours. That's pretty crazy, actually, uh, to be on your knees for that long. Uh, well, I guess he had to have put some kind of padding in there, right? I would, at least. Yeah, it sounds extremely hurtful. I guess in that middle picture, you can see, like, a little red thing there. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. And yeah. I also like how he carved a... A beer can holder <laughs> in the side of it. In the side that's, of it. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking maybe he used that thing that he carved out, like to make pie. Maybe yeah. he really loves pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah, he, I bet. I mean, they probably did something with it after he got done. They're not just gonna waste it. They make a lot of pumpkin pies, though. Uh, it says <laughs> that huge pumpkin. Yeah. He asked city officials to bear witness to the feat so it could be recognized by Guinness World Records. The organization has not yet validated the results, so. Ah. There's, like, you have to pay to get a Guinness record, right? There's, like, a fee that you have to pay to, like, get the person out there. no fucking clue. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know this because of uh, L.A. Beast, who has a few world records, and he had to, you have to pay to, like, get the person to... Like, the ju- the Guinness judge to look at it. So, yeah. That's how they make their money. Do you think uh, Amy Conant Barrett likes pumpkin pie? Uh, I would guess so. Yeah. 
conservatives like spy. That is uh, my uh, statement. Okay. Uh, maybe that's uh, what dr- drove her to tears, getting pumpkin pie. Yeah, it says here, leak video shows Amy Coney Barrett's secretive faith group uh, driving women to tears. The People of Praise, a secretive Christian faith group that counts conservative Supreme Court member Amy Coney Barrett uh, as a member, considered considered women's obedience and subservience to men as one of its central teachings, Fro. So that's good to have that person mm. on the Supreme yes. Court, who's in, like, a literal cult. That. So, uh, a leaked video very of a very. recent private People of Praise event marking its 50th anniversary shows Dorothy Ranagan... Explaining how some female followers in the faith group cried intensely in reaction to the group's early teachings on headships and the role and the quote-unquote roles of men and women in which men are considered divinely ordained as the head of the family and dominant to to women. So we got the video, the leaked video right here. It sounds like a SNM like uh, kind of. Uh uh, cult. That's what it sounds like, right? A little bit. Yeah, it kind of has those <laughs> vibes a little bit. Okay. Let me make sure the volume's alright. Okay, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. And suddenly we were having teachings on headship and the roles of men and women and all sorts of things we hadn't counted on at all. And some of the women... The very final part of this is the most interesting part. ...would wear sunglasses all the time because they were always crying. Okay? Oh, that's so funny. The women are always crying, and the guy's like... (laughs) What are we going to hear this time? But it all worked out just fine. It all worked out just fine. Now the women are subservient, so everything's fine now. (sighs) Everything's going to be fine in America, Fro. Don't worry. We're not run by a, a cult or anything. <laughs> Definitely not. So, uh, the future. The future. Uh, if you think of it, what do you want? Do you want a Mad Max future or a Star Trek future? What do I want? I guess that's one question. What is possible is another question. Um... I would say the possibilities right now of having a Star Trek future are must, much less likely in my mind than having a Mad yeah, Max future. I agree. At the rate we're going as human beings after the Industrial Revolution. Mad Max Fury Road especially. People are in on the front of, uh, of their uh, buses playing guitar. Yeah, that's definitely going to be how that how that looks. I don't. I think the original Mad Max is more accurate <laughs> to what it would actually be like, but even that's no, no, a little no. over the top. Fury Road look. <laughs> well, uh, no, you know, I, I, I like the first one better because or was it the first one or the second one that had ninja like ninja kid where there's like the bad kid who's like this little ninja guy. I think that was the second. And I think it was the second one too. Yeah, that was my favorite yeah. character of all Mad Max lore was that kid he was pretty good mm-hmm. pretty bad i like man max fury road actually i think it's a very good movie yeah it's good uh, uh but yeah tron is going to tell the truth about mad max or star trek which future do you want 
this is Tron reunited with Tron Tells the Truth. In the early 80s, it comes a movie called Mad Max, about a horrible future. What happened? The world fucked up. It's the boat and we live in deserts. No more civilization. The planet is corrupting. It wasn't the first movie who took up the horrible future is going to happen. Tons of them from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Big corporations taking over. Yeah, all those kind of things. You know where I'm heading. This is the future we are having now. Big corporations is taking over everything. And wars are coming back. More nationalism in countries like Hungary, Poland, Russia, United States, Brazil, and so on, and so on, and so on. Every year that I have this segment, I've been warning and talking about this. Because it had some solutions, but it wasn't, we were not willing to fight for them. You're not standing between choices. Do you want the world and the future of Mad Max? Or we want the future of Star Trek? You already know what I want. But what you want. We see a lot of problems with the way we behaved for, for, for many, many years right now. Some solutions can be going to be hard and going to cost a fucking lot of money and takes incredibly much work. They are possible, but we cannot step back anymore. The problems are here and they are real. In this 2022, we can see what happened with climate change. It's getting worse and it's not getting better. There's no praying going to help. No more putting your head in the sand is going to help. It's action is going to help. No people on the top wants you to do anything because they're going to get away with it anyway. Think about 1% of the world who's destroying the rest so they just can keep the privileges. That's happened before in history. We changed it and we can't change it again. We have more and one election for the last few years. Many elections in Europe, but the war in Europe now also is getting worse. This can be only the beginning. The weapon industry are earning more money now than ever did. We have more fucking money on weapons than any time in history. And when you just buy more and more weapons, building up stronger and stronger nationalism, starting to threaten everybody around you, one day it's going to say bang. Before the war, Russia went to war, a lot of people said, no, that's not going to happen. A lot of experts told people who knew everything, but they were not right. In the, but, but in the other point, in the 80s, nobody thought that the Cold War was going to end. Even in 87 and 88, Many former big diplomats said it's not going to change in my lifetime, but it did. So the solutions are out there. We know what they are, and we know what we need to do. It. But it's up to you. Are you going to be part of the solution, 
or you're just going to allow the problems wave over us and drown us in shit. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Thank you, Tron, uh, for telling the truth as always. Thank you, Tron. That was a good one. It was. Uh, let's begin with Mike on Hulu. Uh, uh, that is about Mike Tyson. It's a right. limited series. Yeah. I need to see this. Yeah, uh, I I would uh, I would recommend it. I I feel um, it has some strange tone to it, in the way that it's trying sometimes to be a little too funny. Uh, I think uh, Trevor Rhodes as Mike Tyson is very funny. I I I think like uh, them like. I, I I had to get over the lisping thing and things like that. I understand that's a big thing of like Mike Tyson, but it felt like they were kind of paradising him instead of like taking him him serious. Well, the, was the reason it, they did that was like he got teased as a kid and so he started I, boxing. I yeah, was that okay? Was Mike Tyson in this at all, or is it just no, no, no? Okay, it's it's a drama scripted. Uh, Right. Serious. Uh, but yeah, no, the two first episodes are out. It's about like uh, uh, class in America, race in America, and fame and things like that. It is very, very, it's it's not, uh, I was a little afraid that they were t trying to glamorize him too much. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, already in episode one, they were, they were talking about like him raping someone. So it was like, uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't a great yeah. guy. He did a lot no, of bad no. things. Yeah, he was a terrible person, or is a terrible person. He's right. not dead, right? No, he's not yeah. dead. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, uh, I would give the two first episodes a seven and a half. I think he's selling we mean, weed now. Doesn't he have like a weed company? I think that's what Mike Tyson does now. I'm I'm sure he does. Yeah, I remember seeing him on Rogan a while ago, or at least, and that's what he was doing. So, uh, did you give it a score? Yeah, seven and a half. Okay, Tekken Bloodline on Netflix, anime. Sorry, Tekken, like the video game. Oh, Tekken. <laughs> what did you think I was saying? <laughs> tech end. Tech end. Oh, I thought you weren't thinking tech, what? tech deck. Has there ever been a uh, Tech Deck TV show? That needs to be made. But no, I'm talking about <laughs> Tech in like, yeah. the fighting video game, but it's called Bloodline. So it's actually about uh, the uh, following a specific set of Tekken characters who are, like, related. And uh, it's it's about one Tekken character who's trying to get uh, revenge for his mother being killed. And so he has to um, be trained by... Uh, what's the guy's name? The guy with the blue spiky hair from, from Tekken. Right. He's he's being trained by that guy, and he's training to go against this uh, creature who killed his mother. So that's really what it is. It's kind of like a Rocky-type story, in a way. Um, right. But it's all based around the characters of Tekken. So, uh, As far as like a show goes, it's fine. It's pretty standard. I mean, as you can tell, the storyline elements, there's not a whole lot going on interesting there. The anime uh, style is very just like a lot of other animes I've seen. It does stick mm. pretty well to like w what the characters from the video game look like, 
at least. So there's that. I don't know. What did I did I score this? I didn't give it a score. I'll give it um. I'll give it a, a four. Cool. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Vrex, Sam. Uh, this is a, a show uh, about Rob McKelleny and Ryan Reynolds uh, that uh, purchase uh, a football uh, club in Wales, one of the world's oldest professional football clubs. Uh, and they're trying to turn it around because it's kind of an underdog story. And uh, yeah. Uh, this is the documentary about that. Uh, it's interesting f enough for me to care about people that is here. I wonder if, if people have no interest in football. I don't know how how they would would. Well, the thing it, about this I've... is there's a lot of like business side of it. So if you're also also into, interested in like business the way business dealings go down because it's them buying the team and like having to manage the team and that includes like money management and all those other things so if you could be interested mm -hmm. in that and the show would also be interesting is interesting even if you didn't like soccer slash football at all you see what i'm saying yeah right yeah, yeah. uh but i am very much liked it i i think it's it's a very like good made documentary like I can't wait to see more episodes of this. It had some uh, funny bits, I, uh, also some comedy bits that come coming yeah. mostly from Ryan Reynolds. Uh, obviously, he's like the comedic c uh, character of this, I guess, even though it's a documentary. Um, it's a little weird to see it uh, now because it was filmed during pandemic times, and they're still talking right. about it, kind of in a way where it's like current, currently the pandemic. So that's a little weird to see. Uh, other than that, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, it's one of those shows that maybe I'll do one, one of your little jobs where I watch a few episodes and then skip to the end and see if, see mm -hmm. how it all works out. Uh, I would probably give it a, a six, pretty well shot. That's the one yeah, I, really good thing about it. I, I, I would give it a seven. So, uh, we're up there. You know what I didn't like in the first episode uh, mm. they spoiled their own yes. show. Because, like, the end yes. of episode one is them buying the team, but in the very right. first, what, like, five minutes of the show, it shows them going to the field and, like, rolling around in the grass and stuff, and it's, like, right. ruined the suspense of the, of the whole first episode by putting that part at the beginning, but... Yeah. I mean, that's not the whole story of the show. That's just episode one. They just, you know, yeah, they yeah. didn't ruin the whole series doing that or anything, yeah. Your turn. Uh, where should I go? Let's go. Uh, partner track. Okay. Did you see this? This was yeah. This was also on Netflix. We're on on the mm -hmm. Netflix train train right now. This was uh, Grey's Anatomy with lawyers. Is what it was. <laughs> That's. Do you do you know what that is exactly? What There's the two was. guys who are competing, right? And she's got her friend, oh, who's who's uh, um, Sandra O oh would be her friend in this show. Except you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's yeah, it's the same exact formula as Grey's Anatomy, except they're lawyers, and she's trying to get on the partner track. That's why it's called that. She's trying to become co-partner or whatever. 
uh, that takes. Um, I think it was kind of funny that they gave her a Norwegian first name. <laughs> Did you think about that? Well, her name is I mean, Ingrid. It, it, yeah, Ingrid oh, is like, kind of what? a generic name in America. Like in America, we don't think of Ingrid as like a uh, any specific. I, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. In America, it's, it can be kind of generalized, I guess, but. Um, right uh, in Norway, it's a very Norwegian name. Right, exactly. Okay. Because we, the, how we would say it is not Ingrid. Even we would call her her Ingrid. <laughs> uh, yeah. I there was a little weirdness about that, but overall, I mean, yeah. the show is what it is. It's not my cup of tea. If if you liked Grey's Anatomy, you'll probably like this. What I didn't know after looking this up. Uh, Grace Anatomy is still on somehow. Mm -hmm. How is that show still yeah. running? I don't understand at all. But uh, Partner Track, I'll give. Um, it's pretty bland and boring. It's got to get like a three point five. I am not sure. I loved it. I liked it. I do love <laughs> Grace Anatomy. Though, so. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. And nothing against uh, that. That's fine. Right, yeah, 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 and uh, each are their own, as they're saying. But uh, no, I, 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 I thought I thought it was okay. I, I, there are some some weird things in in this that I especially didn't like. I think uh, Dominic Sherwood was very good, but I didn't like Rob uh, Heaps. Uh, so I think I will give it a five point five. I don't think I will go higher than that, but I liked it more than you. Yeah, that's fine. I I can understand that. Uh, okay. I really want to talk about Dandy's Night. I really hope you have watched it. Have you? Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. Okay. Uh, this is on Peacock. Uh, it is Bill Knight taking us through scenarios uh, in global disasters. Uh, it is very, very strange. It has a tone that I kind of want to talk about it. Because the more I think about the show, the more I dislike it. Okay. I... I think that it was it okay first and foremost it's 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 very factual and i think it's a very good show that kind of was needed and it's kind of interesting we were talking about like it in 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 the intro about like climate change and how real climate change is and this is trying this is really trying to portray climate change in in a, in a very good way and and even like, well, what could we do about this disasters? One, the fir first episode, the, especially, yeah. Uh, yes, especially the first episode. But I feel it's a little tongue in cheek. Um, well, that's kind of his style, though, isn't it? That's always been Bill Nye's style to be a little, uh, like the part where he's on the plane and they're about they're going through the storm, and he's like. 
Peanuts? Right. That, yeah, yes. that's, that's just, yeah. that's his st- style. I didn't really like the green screen stuff all that much. I thought that was kind of goofy looking. Yeah, the, and, and and there's, the like I said, I, the more I think about it, the more I, I didn't like it because of that. And I also think, uh, think uh, uh, the running gag with, with uh, the man, uh, the colored man that's in every episode, that also gets a little like... It's it's funny the two first times, but right. Uh, uh, but it's a little like yeah, I, I I felt like this show was a little trite and was trying a little too hard. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious what you think about it because I really didn't like it. I I didn't mind it. I it just was like an informative uh, show. It's not really for kids, you know. It's not like a kids show. This is more made for millennials i guess that kind of grew up on bill nye and because i don't think you want it like a teenager dwelling on the end of the world but you know unless they're interested in that um Mm -hmm. i think it's more a show made to inform what are the chances that this is made by obama's company actually a pretty high because it feels like it it possibly could be like uh you know backed by something like that so you know um I would say uh, I would give this a. I'd probably give this a four point five. Four point five. Yeah, I mean, I I chuckled a couple times. The information is interesting. The one problem I had with it was, a lot of the stuff is just rehash stuff that I have already known. Um, Yes. But if you're somebody that doesn't know that stuff, then I guess it could be more interesting. Is one thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I give it a three point five. I I understand uh, what you're saying. It's just a. I guess I'm also was looking a little like forward to this show because it's Bill Nye and I like I like the old Bill Nye the Science Guy shows. It's just like this didn't feel. Yeah, I didn't didn't like the tone. I didn't like the acting. There's terrible acting in this as well. Yeah, it's not like they're getting, like, the top-level actors or anything like that. It did have the feeling of, like, original Bill Nye show slightly. Um, Some of the the way it was put together as far as, like, going from one clip, he's in this spot, and but the sentence continues, but then he's all of a sudden in a different place showing you something different. That's very similar to his original show. So in that way, I I enjoyed the nostalgia of it, in in a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, uh, my turn. turn. I saw Lost Ollie on Netflix. Um, oh, this was cute. Was it though? <laughs> it's yes. No. Are you serious? Did you get to the part yes. where the clown doll has to put his bones back in bones into position? Back, yes. That's not. Yes. That would give like a kid nightmares. <laughs> this is not a children's show. <laughs> Uh, isn't it? I don't think so. Maybe I'm crazy, but mm. um, maybe it's just because you don't like Mary J. Blige. Oh, is that who? I don't. I didn't know who was in this. I mean, it's a cartoon, so well, right. it's car- yeah, cartoon r- mixed with live action. Um, right, and it's about she played the she so- played the pink pink uh, pink uh, little uh, stuffed animal. Right. It's about a stuffed animal who gets separated from his uh, 
child, I guess, right? Very Toy Story-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and ends up in a toy store, a used toy store, uh, and he meets a bunch of friends there, and they're... He's try- it, The whole thing is he's trying to get back to his owner, um, which I I didn't finish this, but I assume is all grown up and everything. There's going to be a moral of the story. It's kind of cute, but at the same time, like I said, there's some scenes where you're like, that is the creepiest shit ever. Uh, <laughs> specifically the one, like I said, there's this clown doll that gets picked up by a giant dog and, like, torn apart. Not <laughs> torn apart, but then has to put its arms back into position, something out of a horror movie like It or something like that, right? So, I don't know. Mm. That part was creepy. Uh, it really, The acting is pretty blah in this, not great. Uh, the special effects are the real interesting part, right? The mixing of the real world and the Very good animated. Mixing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in that sense, I'll give it a, a 5.5. Uh, I liked it up to a 6, so we're not far away. Okay. Uh, yeah. The next thing I saw was a Hulu show called The Patient with Steve Carell. Yep. And Domschal Gleason. Never uh, heard of him. That are, never heard of him, but I have seen him before. Uh... This is a psychological thriller. It's about this psychotherapist that uh, finds himself prisoned by a serial killer uh, that really wants to stop killing people. And uh, yeah, that is uh, more or less the show. I love this. <laughs> I, I, I really, really love this. After looking through all the things that are coming out in the next like two months, this is got, this is probably the best thing that's coming out for fall sweeps. I think at least to me, uh, this looks pretty, pretty much like the top, as far as shows that I'm interested in, this is the most interesting show. The acting is so good. The concept is so so interesting as far as like the most interesting part of it is yes, he's got him captured there and he wants him to help him, Mm. uh, He's he's wants him to be his therapist, but the real underlying tension is like if I don't help him, there's a good chance he's gonna kill me, right? That's the underlying right. tension, yes. which is so palpable but never spoken of in the show. So and, and and Luke, this has gotten terrible reviews. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. I love this. It is one of my favorite shows this year. I I've seen two episodes and I'm I'm hooked. I'm I'm going to tell you this is the two best episodes of a series I have uh, seen well, in maybe a long, you... long 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 time. Yeah, no, this is one of the best shows this year for sure. Um not only of the last few months, but maybe you it came out yesterday like so maybe you looked at early reviews, but I'm seeing pretty good scores, 83 and 84 on Rotten Tomatoes. So Variety uh, that I read didn't like it. Uh, uh, also, I read the new Norwegian newspaper that didn't like it, and I think maybe the Guardian didn't like it. Um, yeah, I think that that was it. 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 90% yeah. of Google users liked it. So Yeah, I know. 
all the like. I'm, the, ju- I'm just, I'm just saying that that people are like very harsh on it. And some reviewers, believe, right? Yeah, and didn't believe Steve Carell and things like that. And I, I bought this. I bought this with hook, line, and sinker. This is one this of the best per- serious roles Steve Carell's ever been in. I mean. He's usually yeah. comedy actor, so as far as serious roles, this is one of the best ones he's ever done. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give this a perfect ten. I I don't see anything wrong with it. I I I just don't. I loved it. I think I'm gonna agree with you. I mean, it's you know, it's only two episodes, <laughs> so everything can yeah. change by the end of the year as far as like our sure. top five list. Um, but right now, it's a perfect show. It's got it. Uh, yeah. I even found myself being like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have seen a commercial for this before I saw right. it. Because it even would be better if you didn't know what was happening. I didn't know anything. Yeah. Oh, so you, yeah. I w- um, annoyingly, I watched it on Hulu, and I had a commercial for the show before the show. And so it... Oh, that is so fucking annoying. Right. Um, I mean, usually it wouldn't be a big deal, but with this show, specifically, it kind of was. So, mm-hmm. yeah. He was the main actor in Ex Machina. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. One, one of the main actors, yeah. Uh, Thomas Gleason. He's really, really good. He, 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 him, I believe, as a serial killer. Well, maybe he just looked different. Maybe he had a beard or something. In the, who, I don't yes, remember. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He was also in Run, if you ever saw that. I don't remember if I did or not. Yeah. Was that anyway, f- that was that was the show that I saw this week. Do you have another? Uh, the last thing I saw was is this the last thing? It was Little Demon Di- on FX. Little Demon. Yep. Is that the last thing you saw? Yep. Um, this is a show cartoon. Uh, about a girl who is Damien, like the the daughter of the devil, right? Uh, yeah, and it has amazing voice acting by Audra Plaza. Yeah, uh, some of the... And the devil is, is Danny DeVito. Lot, yeah, a lot of really good people in it, for sure. I didn't... Yeah. The concept itself is it's like... It's too bad it's so bad. Right. <laughs> the concept itself is like, why are... What? What is this crazy, like... Oh, it's so bad. Uh, the... What's, like, the overarching, like, bad guy other than... Like, the devil's the bad guy, but he's also not the bad guy in the show, right? Right. The mom is the bad guy in this show. But she's portrayed as the good guy, right? Yes, but she is the bad guy. But the devil's also trying to, like... He's also kind of the bad guy because he's the devil? No, the mom. The mom is the bad guy. Okay. Uh, See, yeah. I, I, I didn't... I disliked the mom... From the fucking beginning. But I don't think you're supposed to. I think that... Yeah, no. That's how it yeah, comes off, no. though. I guess I get, get what you're saying. Yeah. She's just, like, right. murdering all these people for actually no reason. Absolute no reason. Right. Absolutely no fucking reason. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, what... It is. Uh... What's the message here? Like, I guess there's no message. It's just supposed to be a stupid comedy show, which I get that. Uh, so I'd probably give it a... Jeez. Uh, I'll give this a four. I give it a three. 
Yeah. I really didn't like it. I could probably go to a 3.5. I Some oh. of the comedy was funny enough that it made me laugh. I just really, the concept... I didn't laugh one time. I Not think there was a single time. There was a couple jokes uh Dana DeVito said had devil jokes that were kind of funny, but there was a lot of really cliche shit in there too, so. Hmm. Okay, Sandman episode 4 review, the worst episode so far. Uh yeah, it's definitely up there. Uh chapter 4, A Hope in Hell, a lead on the warehouse of on the warehouse of his helm compels Morpheus, it must be in the whereabouts, of his helm compels Morpheus to seek an audience with Luf Lucifer. A confused mm -hmm. John receives a helping hand from a good Samaritan. I will say that the John storyline was the most interesting thing uh, in this episode. Because right. the, the Sandman story was just a lot of walking. And then the actual payoff was them battling, but them just going, right. what if I was this, or what if I was that? And it's like, there's no mm -hmm. actual, like, fight. <laughs> and so the payoff wasn't, like, you have all this buildup of, like, going into hell, and you expect there to be this, like, insane firefight or something, but not so much, right? You know, it felt very uh, out of it. And uh, also... We have to talk about maybe the elephant in the room. His face changes shape so many times during this episode uh, that I got very, like, I got a little concerned almost. Because uh, part of uh, this, he was all, he was like super big in his face, and then he wasn't uh, big in his face. It's so weird. It didn't look good at all. I wonder if it has to do with, like, special effects, whether they're doing some kind of face... Ooh, no. ...face um, morphing on him, and then it, it like, doesn't... It, it isn't the same in every shot, and so it mm -hmm. kind of looks different. Because uh, it definitely looks like they're doing something to make him, like, glowy-looking and things like that. So are they also, mm -hmm. like, changing the shape of his face? Are they doing it on purpose to, like, you know, make him more, like, surreal, like he never looks the same? Or is it not on purpose? That's a whole other right. question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I will give this episode actually a six. That's what I was thinking. Yep, that's where I was at. It was, uh, should have been pretty exciting and yet wasn't, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we haven't done the main topic in... God knows how long. We did the uh, accidental main topic about Tron Tells the Truth at one yes. point. But. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, time for our uh, top five list. We have a uh, top five list over full TV shows. Uh, it is from the 1st of uh, September until the 28th of November, the, right? The end of October, right? Uh, oh, October, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, two months of shows, because it's all the new fall shows coming out, that's why you've got all these big shows coming out right now. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, let's do it, we're going to do a top five, and then we'll do some honorable mentions, try to make it quick, I guess, but my number five, I guess, I'll start, yeah? Sure. 
Lord of the Rings, I guess. I'll go with the new Lord of the Rings show. I guess I'm mostly mm-hmm. just excited because they spent so much money on this uh, that it's either going to be great or it's going to be a huge flop, which will be interesting to see. I guess most people are pretty stoked on it, right? I mean, that's what I've heard. I don't see a lot of people being like, this looks terrible. I th- when the first trailer came out, I did hear a few people being like, what the hell is this? But after that, it seems like everybody's pretty excited for it. People are pissed off that there are black people there, but uh, yes, other than that... Uh, there was a people are small stuff. contingent of weird right-wing people that said that, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number five is American Gigolo. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the 1980s movie, have you? Was it eighties that far long ago? I guess so. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. if I don't remember if I saw it or not. I know the movie you're talking about though. Right. Yeah. Uh, the TV series is with uh, uh, John Burnshaw. I love him. Uh, Gretchen Mol, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, uh, and uh, it is set to premiere on the 9th of September on Showtime. Uh, the premise is this. Julian Kay, 15 years after being arrested for murder and struggling to find his footing in the modern uh, Los Angeles sex industry, seeks the truth about the fame that sent him to prison all these years and also hoping to recognize with his one true love, Michelle. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Uh, I guess my number four... Uh, there's something calling, coming out called Fortune Seller, a TV scam. Let's see, where is this going to be? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think it's Netflix. Uh, it's about these two Italian women who were fortune, te- fortune tellers who uh, sold stuff also on TV. Um, like, mm-hmm. sl- like uh, what? what's a good... Uh, like, creams and stuff. You know, like... Uh, Stuff you would buy on, like, the shopping network or something like that. But they were scamming people using uh, their fortune teller uh, acumen, I guess. It's a really interesting story I've heard about before. I'm just interested to see a documentary about it, so. Cool. Uh, My number four is Interview with a Vampire. It has uh, Sam Reed as uh, the vampire in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it looks very, very f- cool. It has a uh, premiere on AMC on October 2nd. Okay. Uh, so, uh, a little later. Uh, this uh, And it is, is of course, uh, a new franchise uh, adaptation of the Anne Rice uh, books. I love. I love the books. Don't... I'm not a huge fan of the original... Interview with the Vampire, uh, Tom Cruise one, but uh, yeah, no, I I always like vampire shows, so we will see if this is any good. Okay, something on Hulu coming out. Uh, this is your number three. Yeah, my number three reboot uh, with mm-hmm. Keenan Michael Key. Hulu 
reboots an early 2000s family sitcom, forcing its dysfunctional cast back together, and now they must deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast-changing world, starring Keenan-Michael Key, Judy Greer, Johnny Knoxville, Paul Reiser, Rachel Bloom, lots of really good people in this, so... It's a sitcom, so I know you're not a huge fan of those, Fro, but you know I like them, and it's got a lot of really good people in it, and the concept sounds fairly interesting, so... Yeah. Uh, my number three is Gol uh, del Toro's Cabinets of Curiosity. Uh, this, uh, the premise just says that it's a collection of Oscar-winning filmmakers' personal created uh, stories. Uh, described as both uh, equally sophisticated and horrific. You had it, you had me in horrific. And he will introduce each episode. Uh, it is an eight uh, episode show, and I am looking forward to it. Uh, when does it come out? Uh, sorry, October 25th. Uh, guess what my number two is? Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. <laughs> so we can just skip over that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my number two is Let the Right One In. This is a TV adaptation of the vampire drama Let the Right One In. I love the original movie. I think the American remake is... Is garbage! Okay. <laughs> It's, 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 it's okay. I, I, I... I was so I, disappointed I, by it. Okay, yeah, well, you love the Swedish version, though. Right, yeah. But, uh, you know, I watched the trailer for this. This looks very, very interesting. And it looks very, very gruesome. And it's coming out on Showtime, so it... Uh, it oct has a series premiere the 7th of October. All right, my number one, we're already there, Last Light uh, on Hulu, starring Matthew Fox and jo Joanna Froget. Uh, just says, your family, your world, what if it all disappears tomorrow? If society were collapsing, how far would you go to save the ones you love? It's about uh, energy crisis. That's why it's called The Last Light, because everybody's running mm -hmm. out of power, and like there's a, you know, the world is falling apart because nobody has energy anymore. Riots in the streets, just insanity, that kind of thing. So, uh, should be interesting. I'm interested in it. Uh, my number one is Monarch. It is a American musical drama. Uh, and why is this my number one, you say? Well, it has Susan Sarandon in it. Uh, it also has trade Trace Atkins, Anna Frell that I love, love Anna Frell. Okay. Uh, uh, Beth D uh, Dito, uh, the daughter of uh, of uh, Dito, uh, and uh, it has uh, this premise. It is a multi generational musical drama about the Romans, the family that is heated. Uh, by uh, Dotty uh, Robin and Abby Robin, who has created Country Music's Dynasty together. However, the origin of the dynasty are not what they seem to be. 
Roman's daughter Nikki Roman steps in and does what she can protect uh, the dynasty reign in country music while ensuring her own stardom. I'm really looking forward to this. I am not looking forward to that. (laughs) I know. Uh, But uh, it uh, comes out on September 11th. My birthday. Oh, interesting. All right, honorable mentions. Uh, Let's go through these really quick. Uh, Devil in Ohio on Netflix. Yeah, I have that. Uh, I have Lord of the Rings, of course. Uh, The Winchesters, uh, a follow-up to Supernatural. That will... It's a prequel. Uh, House of Hammer. We talked about that. That's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. AMC. Uh, The Midnight Club on uh, Netflix. See, I thought this was going to be about the video game, but then I watched the preview and it's nothing about the video game. It's like a Tales of the Crypt kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fakes on Netflix about mm, making fake IDs. Yeah. Vampire Academy. Uh, Young adult show I'm looking forward to not only because I love the books it's one of those very few uh, young adult books that I like okay but uh, yeah it will be cool to see quantum leap the return I guess on NBC we'll see if it's any good or Mm -hmm. not I don't have anything else on my list so if you have more just say it so help me Todd on CBS is supposed to be a kind of interesting sitcom and then a friend of the family looked interesting. Uh, okay. It, on Peacock, it, it's going to be about a girl who gets kidnapped like multiple times. Uh, okay. So it, it kind of, and it's based off a true story. So, um, hmm. yeah. And then the only other thing I had was let the right one in. So yeah. So uh, look, do you watch TV after ten p.m.? I would say I exclusively watch TV after 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm usually busy say. till like at least eight, you know. Right. So why is uh, NBC not uh, airing any TV shows after 10 p.m. then? Well, they're considering slashing the primetime lineup by an hour, meaning it will not be airing episodes of shows, uh, new episodes of shows after 10 p.m. So. They will still uh-huh. air shows, but not new ones. According to Variety, the network may soon relinquish the late-night slot to af- local affiliate stations, a consideration they've been toying with for decades. Sources told the publication that if the network were to go through with the move, it would be as a cost-cutting measure to lead to less programming. Instead, NBC is looking to best utilize the broadcast brand relationship with its affiliates versus, versus its streaming uh, options, which may lead to some NBC series being slotted into different airtimes or even rehomed over to Peacock. So that's what's really going on here. Mm. Yeah. They're realizing we can make more money on Peacock uh, than we can probably uh, with the affiliate, uh, with the uh, advertising deals for one hour, right? Yeah. I guess so. I guess so, too. Uh... Okay, here comes a non-shocking idea, uh, news. Uh, Netflix cancels Resident Evil after just one season. I'm not very shocked by that. It wasn't that good. You liked it better than I did. Yes, and uh, I I did, didn't e- even finish it. 
a lot of people were not happy with it, though. It wasn't just me. I remember seeing a few videos on YouTube of people being like, why did they make this, like, uh, blasphemy to the video games and things like that, so... Mm. Uh, Trump's social media, tr true social barred from Google Play Store over content moderation. Uh, Google said the app lacks effective systems for moderating users-generated content, which violates the store's terms of service. Uh, they notified True Social of several violations on standard policies in their current app submission and reiterated that having effective systems for moderating user-generated content is a condition of our terms of service. So, uh, that's what Alphabet said about not allowing it on their, on their, uh, on their Google Play Store. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I'm sure Trump will take it as a victory. Getting banned from things are like a batch of honor now. It is kind of yeah. It's still it says yeah. it's still available on Apple Apple Store. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess the one thing is they did uh, suspend. It was Google that suspended his YouTube channel, right? So I guess. Because right. this is also Google, it kind of puts, uh, it, it it's it evens out. They're not going to ban him on one Google thing and not ban him on another Google thing. That right. it, it really does make sense when you think about it. Yeah. Do you know what is on the Google app, Luke? Uh, no. Uh, Audible, and you can get Audible on audibletrial.com/adc. That's Audible Trial. Dot com slash ADC, get a 30-day trial. You get a free book. You can keep the book uh, even if you cancel the subscription. But you will probably not do that. Go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. All right, movie news. Netflix is reportedly weighing plans to charge 7 to $9 per month for uh, an ad-supported subscription, uh, roughly mm -hmm. half the cost of its current plan which is 15 bucks i think right standard plan is 15.50 okay sure i mean i've had it so long i just have gone through all the price increases at this point and i haven't even really noticed uh yeah. what do you think about this an ad supported viewer viewing netflix yeah it's it's not for me thanks <laughs> I guess I can see why they would do it because they're losing a whole market of people who are like, I'm not going to pay 15 bucks or whatever, but I would pay seven bucks or something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's just not for me. Yeah, I mean, Netflix gives me enough that I, I think it's worth it uh, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Have you seen any movies this week? Because goddamn, I have. Yeah, I saw some movies. I saw Samaritan uh, mm -hmm. with Sylvester Stallone. Did you watch this? I sure did. It definitely was a movie that happened. Um, <laughs> what? What the hell? This movie made no sense. I have, I have no clue. This is the most convoluted shit I have ever seen. If I ever seen, it's, it, are they? It's, did they just not explain these bombs that can like that have like ghosts in them? <laughs> they just like that was just like glossed over. Like they found bombs that have uh, ghosts that that eat electricity or something. It was the weirdest part mm. of it to me. Yeah, like I said, it's a shit, shit, shit movie. It's a <laughs> terrible movie. 
based off a graphic novel is what I'm going to understand, I guess. But, like, the way they intro mm-hmm. introed it, even the intro was, like, you're skipping over a whole lot of really important stuff, it seems like. Which, I guess, at the end, it kind of comes back around. I guess the twist at the end was kind of interesting, in a way, right? What did you... I mean... Kind of... Right. Uh, not to spoil anything. It just it's a there's a twist at the end and the acting's really bad. The middle parts of it are certain parts of it you're like why would why would he connect this with that? Like why did he think mm-hmm. that even before the knife scene there's a scene where he's in the rain and he looks at the um dumpster and it has the symbol on it and he's like, "Oh, that guy just put his garbage in this dumpster, and it's like, why would you even make that <laughs> that connection unless you're like, I don't know, just, just certain parts of it, the storyline didn't add up, I guess, right? So overall, yeah, it was definitely the child actor. Go ahead. The child actor in this is awful. I've seen him in the, something before for sure. And the chemistry between him and Sylvester Stallone was just like, what the fuck. I want to say he was... But look, this has 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 78% of the audience score. Was he the kid from Belfast? Was he? I want to say that he was. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Okay. Um, Let me look it up. Jude Hill? I have no... Let's see. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe they just look kind of similar, I guess. This kid's a lot yeah. younger. He, Yeah. He, well, I don't know. Maybe he grew up, but no, I don't see anything here. Um, yeah, I give it a 2.5. Oh, you're too nice. I give it a 2. Yeah, we're in the same area, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It was very bad, and very... The storyline... The convolutedness of the storyline was the worst part. And just... Uh, some the, the acting, obviously, the acting. And the special effects... Uh, I also saw Nope this week. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I think it's uh, Jordan Peele's second best movie, according to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the three he, three he has made, I think Us is the best, and I uh, think uh, Nope is the second best. Uh, I would give this... Uh, 9.5 it's almost perfect there's there are uh, without destroying too much there's especially one sequence of the movie that I didn't like uh, that is kind of in uh, in the middle uh, other than that I really really liked it uh, Cake Palmer and uh, Daniel Kalula uh, has very good chemistry together as uh, sister and brother, and and I believe their uh, chemistry. I think probably my were my biggest problem with, was with Steven Yan, uh, not especially maybe his acting, but his character. So that's it. Okay. Uh, nine out of five. Nine point five. I saw Me Time on Netflix. Did you see this? No. With Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg and Regina Hall, I guess. Oh, and it also had Seal. Remember Seal? Yes, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a movie, a very standard 90s feeling movie about a guy who he kind of is neglecting his family because he's working so much. And so he uh, wanted, he gets some me time because they go on vacation and he realizes, oh, uh, I want to get away from my family. So when he actually gets away from his family, he realizes, oh my gosh, I miss my family. That's the mm-hmm. concept of the whole show. Mark Wahlberg is the friend who's like the crazy friend who's taking him out to party and get crazy and wild, right? So, um, pretty bad. It's got 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, so um, that's bad. I would give it a... I've got to give it a 3, I guess. That okay. The acting was still okay. The concept is so done a million times, and the cinematography is just standard, standard... Uh, the last thing I watched was the documentary that we watched together. Did you watch anything else? No, that was the last thing I saw. Uh, it's called Running with the Devil. Yep. It is uh, on Netflix. It's about John McAfee. McAfee? Mm-hmm. My dad says McAfee, and I was I was so laughing out at him. <laughs> uh, but uh, McAfee. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, he's uh, maybe no most known for the antivirus McAfee. Uh, right. And uh, in this movie, we follow him uh, after that because he became a big uh, fugitive runner, fugitive because he was uh, accused of killing a person and also leaking documents and things like that. Uh, kind of a anti-hero hero. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. And w- and we follow him to his death question mark. Yeah, and it, the coolest part of this was <laughs> that there were guys who were doing kind of documentary style film filming while the, all this was happening. So they're on the boat as he's like mm-hmm. trying to get away from the authorities um, in these South American countries. Uh, the that's the most interesting part was that they actually had footage from this. Like, right. no, standard Netflix documentaries, lots of times it's like a lot of recreation stuff, and then you'll have interviews with people that were there, but you don't actually have the footage of the the actual event, and that's what really made this such a more compelling documentary to me than some of the other standard you know Netflix ones. Um, plus the you know the material yeah. itself is interesting. I would say it's approximately half an hour too long. Uh, you thought so? Okay. Oh yeah, I thought it was a little boring in the middle. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure I needed all the scenes uh, he was running on the boat. I mean, I think some I of that just... stuff was the most exciting stuff, though. Like when he's pulling guns on people sure. and they're like searching the boat because they're all paranoid because they're on like bath salts and shit, like. Totally right. nuts on all these drugs stuck in, out in the middle of the ocean with this guy with all these guns. That's pretty. I thought that was pretty intense, but uh, yeah, there are like like I said, I th- I thought maybe it was half an hour a little too long. I, th- I think it could be uh, 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 cut a little better. Okay, I was a little bored at some times, but uh, yeah, no, I I would give this an eight point five. I gave it an eight. Yeah. Uh, the ending. 
Should we spoil it? No, but it's got a very good, interesting no. ending. People can watch it. Has it has a very interesting ending. I don't think it's it been out long ending. enough to spoil it, spoil it yet. Okay. Okay. Spoilers for her say yes to the dress, by the way, Luke. Oh, they yeah. They say yes. They usually do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there any time when they don't say yes to the dress? I don't watch that show, so... What happens when they when they go fuck this dress, <laughs> and then they just walk out? They, they got they get cut out of the show and probably never invited. The again. only episode of uh, say yes to the dress I've ever seen is the one with the bang mm. energy guy because a lot of people may follow oh, that. That's such a fun. That's such a fun. He's such a the guy is such a weirdo. <laughs> so look, uh, do you want to see a trailer for? The invitation. Ooh, trailer, trailer. starts now. I'm glad they trailer trailer for the trailer. I always love those. Uh, it's so unnecessary. No way. I got. Hey, look, this doesn't look like the Samaritan. He wants to meet up. It is the Samaritan. Inside jokes. Da, da, da. <laughs> You know, my mom always wanted to take me to England to learn about our family history. There's a wedding coming up, actually. You should come. I would love to, but oh, I... Come on, everyone is dying to meet you. Is this Get Out? Wow, <laughs> it looks very <laughs> Get Out-like. Yeah. This is a close friend of the family, Walter DeVille. Uh, hi. Hi. Looking forward to getting to know you better. Here you go. What are you doing down there? Miss, you should return to your room. We're all mm. so delighted that you're here. Which one's with the groom? The groom and his bride will make their grand entrance tomorrow. Okay. I, I can't shake the feeling that everyone... This has got a eyes wide shut feel to it. Yeah, yeah. You and Walter seem to be getting off the clothes, maybe. I'm curious. Oh, uh, I hate... No, I don't like that. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, is this a vampire? Here she is. Oh, the bride and groom. Uh, I think so. But that once broken bond will be renewed. I mean, that guy looks like a vampire. To Eve. Ooh, a new bride. Yep. Definitely. I want to go home. But this is your home. Get up and pass. It's vampires wide shut. Mm-hmm. Looks super cool though. I have a feeling it's one of those movies where the trailer is like got all the best stuff in it, but lady who seems distressed. It looks like a good it's Good reviewed as well, so Okay. I'm so glad you've come to your sense. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Brr. Exclusively in movies, look. Okay. So, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? The invitation. Uh a young woman is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. Uh, this has got 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. That's okay, I guess. It's not great. It's got 22% no. on Rotten Tomatoes. That isn't good. 
uh, 54% on Fandango, 68% of Google users liked it. So Google user, not too bad, I guess. Rotten Tomatoes, not looking good for you there, Fro. 56% audience score. I have a very funny uh, review from Marisa M. Okay. Dear Diary, <laughs> today sucked. I watched the worst movie I ever seen in my entire life. It's nearly 140 minutes I will never get back. What a, a, a actual fuck was this? If you can predict the entire movie within the 20 minutes, I deserve a refund. Thank God I went to see this on Tuesday and got half price, price ticket. I wish I'd known this was a Twilight remake because I, <laughs> uh, I would wore my Team Jacob Jam Jams from 2008. Toodle Boodles. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm on. On the Facebook, uh, Adrian Faye says, uh, it's boring, slow, uh, boring and slow. The lighting of the film is also extremely terrible. Couldn't make sense of what was happening in the horror type scenes. All in all, it's like watching the cast of Bold and the Beautiful or The Bachelor get casted in a Twilight film. There you go. On, <laughs> But on the set of Bridgerton <laughs> is what it says. It was a waste of time and money. Whoever approved this film, I think, should reconsider putting... Uh, should have reconsidered putting it out there, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, Olivia Bilevanian says, very slow and boring movie. Um, let's see, let's find a good one to even this out. Julie, Julie Happiness says, I'm glad to share, oh, nope, that's not, that is a, that's not, that's not a review. Um. Was it a link? It was something? a. It was. I'm glad to share my herpes virus experience with everyone and the marvelous work work of Doctor Omagayo and his roots and herbs. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I, yeah. You should. You should not. Okay. I'm going to put a full disclaimer. You should not share your herpes experience with everyone. That on is Facebook kind of reviews for problem. a movie. Problem with herpes is that it spreads very easy. Uh, so well, here's one. Saw it Saturday, loved it so much. Beautifully <laughs> shot uh, from Victoria Castro. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I I kind of want to talk to that woman. <laughs> I don't think it's the name was Julie Happiness. I'm guessing it's some random bot account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. What also came out this week uh, was that amazing movie that we talked about, The Samaritan. We're not going to talk more about that. No. But oh, Alienoid. Alienoid. Uh, Jurus is in his late... Gurus in the late Guru dynasty tried to obtain fabled holy sword and humans in 2022 hunt down an alien prisoner that is locked in a human body. The two parties cross paths when time traveling portal opens up. This sounds interesting. Uh, this sounds like that yeah. Russian film we saw last year. Yeah, it does. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% of Google users like this movie, and that's pretty high. 
Funny pages. A teenage cartoonist rejects the comforts of his suburban life and leaves home, finding an unwilling teacher and unwitting friend in Wallace, a former low-level comic artist. 6.5 out of 10 on IMD, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Metacritic, 69% of Google users liked it. Pretty solid scores all the way across. Mm-hmm. Matthew Mayer, Daniel Zolodardri, Andy Milanakis is in this movie. Do you remember that we talked about Mad Max Fury Road look? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the director of that has come out with a new movie. While attending a conference in Istanbul, Dr. Alia Bini happens to encounter a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange of his freedom. This uh, presents two problems. First, she doubts he's real. And second, because she is a scholar of story mythology and she knows that the culinary tales of wishes gone wrong. The djinn pleads his case by telling her fantastic stories of his past. Eventually, he she is beguiled and wishes uh, that surprise them both. Uh, this is called 3000 Years of Longing and has uh, uh, Tilda Swinton and Idris Alba in it, for example. Okay. Sounds super interesting, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the good boss, awaiting a visit by a committee that could give his company an award for excellence, the owner of an industrial-scale manufacturing business, tries to resolve any problems from his workers in enough time. Okay. It's got Javier Bardem in it, actually. Uh, it looks like it might be Spanish, because everybody else I've never really heard of, but they all seem to have Spanish names. Oh, yeah, it is. Spanish comedy film. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Metacritic, 71% of Google users liked it. A lot of good scores. Uh, mm. Nominated for multiple awards already, so yeah. Cool. The Youth Governor is a documentary. It follows a group of 4,000 teenagers as they run as government to complete with elections, legislators, lobbyists, and politically party bosses 9.3 out of 10 on imdb adopting aubrey oh audrey adopting audrey an adult woman puts herself up for adoption and forms a bond with mytho mytho mythamp how does it misanthropic oh it's misanthropic patriarch of her adoptive family okay based on a true story is what it says uh hmm. 75% on rotten tomatoes 5 out of 5 on movie insider starring Jenna Malone uh yeah uh Jane me Tarson you Jane uh Olivia is a teen struggling with a recent loss of a friend after getting Deferred from a dream school, she spirals out of control and launches a social media-fueled rampage against those who stands in her way of her success. Uh, this has 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 71% on Wherever I Look. Never heard of it in my entire life. Uh, 89% of Google users like this movie. Well, wherever they look, that's just, they just were like, I just looked wherever, and that's what the score I came up with. <laughs> uh, 
York Witch <laughs> Witches Society, Amber Gray, catches the attention of an elite group of students during her first semester at university. During the initiation, Amber and the York Witches Society unintentionally awaken an ancient evil that has been waiting to fin finish the job it started centuries earlier. Uh, Sydney Craven is in it. Rachel Warren. Uh, anybody else? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm not seeing any scores for this, so. Hmm. Yeah. The goal of whatever I look the overall goal of the website is to fill the space between an average fan and a critic. To be that person that formerly, when you went to theater box office... I feel like we've read this went... before. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Weird. Okay. Um, maybe I'm just having deja vu. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. That sounds like a weird thing. Maybe if we looked into this. I think we did. Coming next week, News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, uh, Sandman Episode 5. Hopefully it's better this mm -hmm. week. Another digital review of Gigi and Nate. Or Giggy and Nate. Which one do you think it is? Uh, Gigi. Good game to you, too. Gigi. Um, Gigi. <laughs> uh, uh, it's probably a cartoon, right? Kids cartoon? Sounds like yeah, it to me. Sounds like a good. So I sent you the new trailer for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It looks awful. Uh, I think it's supposed to be awful. It's like a Sharknado type situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm definitely going to watch it. We'll see how long it takes for it to, like, be available anywhere, you know what I mean? I don't know who's yeah. going to pick it up. I guess maybe, to be honest, since it's been hy hyped so much, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a Netflix or something picked it up. Um, I agree, actually. Actually, you know what it would be? It would be Sh Shudder, that horror streaming yeah, service. Yeah, Shudder. That's probably who would pick it up. They have a lot of bad horror B-horror movies already, so it's not like they're getting out of their <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> Shudder has been better uh, the last two years. Well, I, just, I think the genre of horror movies just has a lot of B stuff in it. It's not that they're... Sure. That B doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means lower budget. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Jeremy round. We have kind of started it, but... Uh, right. The Zuckerberg... Rogan uh, interview. I didn't really see it, but I saw the part where he comes out and says... Uh, where they're talking about the, what do you call it, Hunter Biden uh, laptop uh, and mm -hmm. how the FBI told Facebook, uh, hey, this is, a, this is a misinformation or something of that nature, right? Which we know now isn't true. Yeah. That is very, very interesting, isn't it? Right, yeah. Um... The FBI responded saying the FBI said that it routinely notifies private sector entities, including social media companies, of information related to potential threats uh, after Mark Zuckerberg said that Facebook limited distribution of the controversial story leading up to the 2020 presidential election was because of an FBI warning, right? So what he said was not that they blocked the story, but that they algorithmically uh, suppressed it, right? Yes. 
well, I mean, I guess we all knew that there was discussions behind the scenes ever since uh, the Zuck went in front of uh, Congress, right? That's always been kind of known, but not to what degree it was. And I guess what the FBI is saying is, uh, well, yeah, we re- we routinely do that. The like is that a? I guess the question is that good or is that bad that the FBI is involved in censoring Facebook? I don't think it's a good thing, but that's me. I think some people would disagree, but the, I mean the reason they they did this is because they said it was Rus- Russian disinformation, which um, we know isn't true. I get that's the problem is when you suppress stuff and then it turns out that. It wasn't actually misinformation. It was actually true, but you tre- treated it as misinformation. Uh, that leaves you in a tricky situation because you've suppressed something. You've suppressed the truth at that point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I always feel like Facebook is is being like that, though. What suppress the truth? Yeah. I don't know. Originally, Facebook was just like a forum. It's become like uh, this crazy entity that you can't even... F- when when Facebook was just like what your friends posted the, for the last week, you know, and it was in chronological order, and there weren't like random shit posts from other people you don't even follow in the middle of your feed, that was like when it was actually a functional social media platform. Now it's just like an ad-serving service. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there has been some boxing. Boxing? Last weekend. Okay. Uh, Deji won against Fusey Tubes. Oh, right. I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. Finally got a win. What is he, like his fifth fight, and it's his first win, I think? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But I think it was uh, only the uh, Fousey's second fight ever, so he did have like a lot more experience on him, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it. Uh, it was a fun boxing match. It it went uh, long, so it was was fun to watch. I like it when it doesn't uh, like. Uh, go very very short and just one punch and you're down. Uh, it went almost four rounds. So oh okay, I didn't see I didn't see any of the fights. Uh, I didn't even know where I could find it. Um, it's on YouTube. I've never really watched any of the other uh, fights except for Creator Clash, which I was interested in just because it seemed to have a different vibe than like the alpha male like. Yo, bro, I'm going to beat you up, dude, kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the Corey Kenshin, Corey Kenshin stuff, which has kind of been everywhere? No. Did you see that Markiplier and um, Jacksepticeye made videos called Trying to Get Demonetized or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Th- that was because of this guy, Corey Kenshin... Who, oh, that was him. Okay, right. He, oh, so you do you you watch those videos? So that kind of explains yes. some of it in that in those videos, right? So he's yes, a, yes. He's a YouTuber uh, who has a, what fifteen million subscribers? It's, oh, fourteen million is what it says here. Uh, and he was posting uh, 
a video of the Mortuary's Assistant, which is the video game, um, and there was something in it that got mature rated, and he was like, okay, well, why did this get mature rated? So he goes through it and sees if that stuff that he got mature rated for was in other people's playthroughs of the same game, and it was, so he complains, uh, and they turned over the, what, uh, deep, the, uh, the strike or whatever they had given him, um, mm. uh, or the, the demonetization maybe is what it was. And he was like, okay, cool. Uh, but what he had said was like, well, Markiplier has the same stuff. So they turned it over, but then somebody came back in and was like, no, actually we're going to demonetize both of these videos now. Uh, mm. uh, and then the whole thing kind of went crazy. And I, I saw, um, Somebody even made a new video on it just today that I haven't watched it. I want to say it was Jack Septikai made a video called, like, the YouTube problems have gotten worse. Uh, no, yeah, it was. Five hours ago, the YouTube issues got, get worse. Is There's a new Jack Septikai video out, 17 minutes long. So there, this is an evolving situation, but uh, there were accusations of racism because uh, Corey Kinchin is a black creator. Um, that they were suppressing his stuff, but not white creators' stuff, uh, demonetizing his stuff, um, or that they just don't like him. Maybe it's they just don't like the like him as a creator, so they're suppressing his stuff and not suppressing more uh, stuff to, from more established creators like uh, Markiplier, who's not he's he can talk to people way easier than other people, right? So it's a crazy uh, crazy story for sure. Uh, well, one of my favorite uh, YouTubers were in a bit of trouble this uh, week. He got uh, sued by another YouTuber. Is it Yatosi's name is? Atosi? Yeah. Otosi, yeah. I say Atosi, but I guess you could say either. I, I don't know. It's not a real uh, word, yeah. right? So. <laughs> yeah, no. But he got sued uh, right when his uh, partner was in labor, so it was kind of like dramatic <laughs> in many ways. Wow, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you should uh, watch his two last videos. Uh, Ollie Talking London, who's also an influencer, uh, is apologizing to the Asian community saying his his behavior was obsessive as well as wrong and unhealthy. London, who has a million followers on TikTok, uh, says and uses they or them pronouns, oh, okay, has previously faced backlash and criticism for identifying as Korean, right? And he had all these, or they had all these plastic surgeries to look, look Korean, which obviously is uh, not healthy. And I see now that Ethan Klein has won his uh, case against Ryan Kavanaugh in in court. Where are you seeing that? Uh, both uh, Def Noodles and H3AS has posted new things. On where? Twitter? On YouTube, yeah. Oh, YouTube. We won the lawsuit. I'm seeing that. Let me go to Twitter. Yep. Maybe if I go to Twitter, Def, they'll be... Def, uh, Def has a new video called Eaton Klein Destroys Ryan Kavanaugh in Court. Um, 
It says, we just want 100 This is from Ethan Klein, Twitter. We 100% of attorney fees from Triller for frivolous and malicious lawsuit. I doubt I will ever see a cent of that, though, because they they seem to be on the verge of bankruptcy. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Triller social media guy, uh, DM me if you're looking for a job, is what he says. Oh. Uh, wow. But our copyright and defamation lawsuits are still ongoing. We will have an update on those in September, is what it says. So there are two other... Because there were like four lawsuits happening, so this is... Right. Uh, but they did get the attorney fees from the malicious... Uh, or from the... It was the... I think it was the lawsuit against... Um, that they were promoting uh, stealing the Triller boxing match or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's good news. Yeah, and they're going to do a show here today, so we'll get more information on it probably cuz knowing them, they like to like read through all the documents of the court of the court yeah. and everything. So, that should be interesting. They might have that lawyer lady on. She's always fun. She is. Uh, hey look, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. Or it's time to say goodbye. There you go. That's the song I was thinking. I just didn't. I couldn't remember the melody. That was way better than me. Who was that? Wasn't that from? Was it Andra Bocelli? Oh, I thought it was from Evita. No movie. Oh, Is okay. It, it could have been both. I guess possibly. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I know that is from Evita. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, let's do a 360. Uh, let's turn it around and shake it all about. And my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen.